0: Steady beat is one of those incredibly foundational aspects of music education. And if you don't have steady beat, and if your students aren't able to access their steady beat and develop the understanding of a steady beat, you're going to really struggle with pretty much every concept after that. So today, we're going to be diving into steady beat, my favorite ways to teach it, and some ways to overcome some common struggles when teaching steady beat to your students. You're listening to That Music Podcast with Bryson Tarvin, the curriculum designer and educational consultant behind That Music Teacher and the Elementary Music Summit. Each week, Bryson and his guests will dive into the reality of being an elementary music teacher and how music can truly be transformative in the lives of the students you serve. Show notes and resources mentioned in this episode can be found at thatmusicteacher.com. This episode is brought to you by my Steady Beat Survival Guide. To grab your free guide that contains my favorite songs, resources, chants, and activities to use for Steady Beat, head on over to thatmusicteacher.com slash steadybeat. Again, that's thatmusicteacher.com slash steadybeat. Now, this might sound a little bit weird, but actually one of my favorite things to teach in the classroom is steady beat. Um, I love the little ones. I love teaching, you know, the younger grades. And I don't know if that's part of the reason why, um, but steady beat is one of my favorite things to do in my classroom. And thankfully so, because steady beat is so incredibly important when it comes to developing the foundational skills of music making in our students. I mean, if you think about it, you know, if your students really don't have a solid understanding of steady beat and things like that, they're really going to struggle with one sound versus two sounds on the beat. They're really going to struggle with rhythm. They're really going to struggle with note duration. Placing the proper value on teaching steady beat in the classroom, I think it's a really good investment that we can make in our students and in our curriculum so that we can be successful later on. I'll be honest, my kindergarten class, I have an incredibly wonderful schedule, especially when it comes to kindergarten. I see them every three days for 40 minutes, and that is a wonderful opportunity for us to really dive into music making throughout the kindergarten year. Um, so when they come into kindergarten, they are often having no experience with any sort of formal music education. Um, which is, you know, obviously very similar to a lot of you guys out there as well. But what I love about the way that my my schedule is set up is that because I see them for 40 minutes every 3 days, we are really able to get a lot of experience making music before they come in in the first grade year. I mean, if I'm being perfectly honest, one of my, and honestly by that, I mean my main goal for kindergarten music is for them to obviously keep the love of music going and have fun and be able to explore and interact with music in ways they've never done before, But you know, curriculum wise, I want them to leave kindergarten with a really, really solid understanding of steady beat. So we really don't get much into rhythm in kindergarten. And again, I see my kids every three days for 40 minutes. We could totally probably get to rhythm, but I think it's so much more useful in my opinion, to spend a lot of time making sure they truly have a good understanding of steady beat and that they have a true understanding of how to access their head voice, basically leave a formal introduction of rhythm until first grade. Now, obviously, you know I can kind of take the, 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 the rooms the kids that I have and kind of understand that, hey, if they might be ready towards the end of the year to start doing some rhythm prep, uh, but honestly, my main goal for kindergarten is for them to be able to access their head voice and for them to have an understanding of steady beat. Let's talk about some of my favorite ways to do steady beat, because there are a bunch that I absolutely love. And like I said, and like I have said before, and I will probably keep saying, um, is that this is such a foundational aspect of music education that I really think that we need to spend a lot of time thinking about it. So one of my favorite ways to do steady beat is to just have them use it in their body somehow, whether that be marching it, whether that be keeping their spider fingers, the steady beat on their knees, whether it be them saying, all right, we just kept our, our spider finger beat on them or we kept our spider fingers on their knees. Where else could we keep it? And they keep it on their head while they're singing or they keep it on their feet or they keep it on their chest, whatever, allowing them to have that physical tactile Approach of of, of feeling the beat and giving the beat is a wonderful way to allow them to experience the beat, but also I can look and see who's struggling and who's able to show the beat and who's not. Um, But there are some common pitfalls that you need to come into when you're doing things like that. Uh, Kindergartners often struggle with impulse control and obviously they like to move fast. So if you're trying to have them do a slow beat, that's probably not gonna be helpful. So if you want them to be able to show the beat that they are feeling, you're gonna have to use that micro You're going to have to make sure that you're not going mouse, mousey little little mousy because if you're going that slow you're going to lose them Uh, every once in a while you might be able to do it and you might be able to do it for a few beats but you're not going to be able to get through the whole song going that fast that that slow Um, so for instance if I were going to have my students keep the beat on their knees for mouse mousy I would go somewhere around this beat mouse mousy little mousy hurry hurry do and have them keep that beat on their knees and see what I can see and like all right are we all able to keep the beat on their knees are some of us going really really fast are some of us doing the rhythm are some of us matching the words that's kind of where I'm getting a lot of the information is just observing what is going on in my classroom as we're doing it. Wonderful way to enforce, reinforce that steady beat is using drums. I love drums. What kindergartner isn't going to like a drum? Um, I have gathering drums in my classroom. I have four of them, and they're wonderful because I can have four or five kids, um, or six even if I need to, on a drum, and they can keep the beat. And it's loud. It's a little chaotic, but once the kids get used to using the instruments and you getting used to, all right, we're not just making noise. We're actually, you know, we're doing this for a very specific purpose. That's where we can really get that steady beat. Um, so we have a lot of. I do a lot of practice using those those gathering drums to allow the students to keep the steady beat. So, a way that I will do that is the first time we're all right. I'm going to sing the song. You're going to keep the beat. Once they're able to do that, then we're going to sing the song together while they keep the beat. And then the last step was, all right, they're going to keep the beat and sing it and I'm not going to do anything. And that's kind of that gradual release method where we're starting all together. I'm giving them more and more of the ownership of what we're doing. And then I'm kind of backing away and kind of giving them the reins. This is a little different than the other ways that I've talked about so far about steady beat, but I love using chance. I think getting that melodic aspect and just kind of putting on the back burner for a little bit really allows us to focus in on the beat of it rather than kind of misconstruing the the beat and then the melodic contour and things like that so i use a lot of chants in kindergarten especially early in the year earlier in the year kindergarten uh one of my favorite chants is bb bumblebee the kids love it i have fifth graders that still ask for bb bumblebee um but it goes like this it goes b b bumblebee stung a man upon his knee stung a pig upon his snout i declare that you are out it's an elimination game it's a lot of fun um and it really has that steady beat going on you can use that with drums you can use that with you know keeping the beat on your body and then there's a great game where you use a bee puppet and you're basically just you're going around and then i declare that you are out buzz 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 and if a student gets buzzed they have to sit down the kids love it um little aside about this there's a wonderful book called fred the bee by callie burnett um which kind of takes the bb bumblebee and takes it into a little bit of a different story um that's a great one just a little uh, shameless plug there for callie um another former music teacher who's an amazing person Another one of my favorite ways to have students experience the beat and kind of show me the beat, um, which is a great way for assessment on the beat, is definitely a little bit more of my code I have uh, showing. But basically putting iconic notation on the board in a grid, uh, so whether it be stars for starlight or crowns for Queen, Queen Caroline, or even just hearts, and having the students point. And making sure that they're getting going through all the stars or all the all the icons, and making sure when they get to the end they're at the end of the song. So when they get to the end of the song, they don't want to have any extra hearts, but they also don't want to be you know they don't want to run out of hearts before. Um, that's a great way we do that with like beat boards on um, as a class, and then we'll get the pointer up on the chalkboard, and they'll keep the beat as they move along. What's um, a great way if when you're doing having if you have one person up on the on the board have all the students' point. So I used to like to tell them, all right, I want you to take your finger and you pull it out. And now it's a really, really long finger and you're gonna point along with us as um, Johnny over here points with a pointer on the chalkboard. Um, so not only is that a really good way to assess whether Johnny is able to do it, you're able to kind of see where everyone else's class is a little bit informally, just by kind of watching them and seeing where they are at. Again, this is going to be kind of my Kodai side showing, but I actually don't use the word beat when I'm first talking about um, the steady beat. Um, and this is totally up to you. I'm not saying you have to do this. This is, I know there's a whole thing about it. Um, but I like to talk about how I, I mean, are we saying steady or unsteady? Because we talk a lot in kindergarten, we talk a lot a bit about those comparatives, you know, are we doing it loud or quiet? Are we doing it fast or slow? High or low? And then I like to do steady or unsteady. Um, and I like to bring it back, especially when I'm getting closer towards officially saying, hey, this is the thing that we've climbed steady. It's the beat. The music has beat. I like to bring it back to our hearts. So what I like to do is I like to do some sort of gaming activity where the kids are a little bit more active so they're getting their heart rate up. Then I have them sit down and I say, all right, put your hand on your heart. Is your heart moving a little fast? Yeah. I kind of usually look at my app watch, watch. Yeah, my heart's going really fast. Wow, that's awesome. Now let's take a couple seconds and let's see if we can slow down our hearts. And we kind of take some deep breaths, you know, a little shameless SEL plug in there. Um, but then we kind of slow down our hearts, and I'm like, "Oh, that's awesome!" So what I love about our heart is that our heart can go fast, it can go slow, but it's usually going to be one or the other. It's not going to be going fast, 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 and slow, then fast, fast, and then slow, then slow. Because if you know, you might if your heart was going like that, you might have to go see a doctor. Um, and I don't wanna have to see any of you guys go to a doctor. And then I take that into the, the same kind of thing into music. And I said, like, you know, in music, our, our music has a heartbeat too. And our music can be fast or really can be slow, like we've talked about before, but we always wanted to kind of pick one. We don't want it to kind of keep going back and forth. We don't want to go be, be, bumblebee stung a man upon his knees. So, you know, like we don't want it, we don't want it to go fast, then slow, then slow, then fast. That would just be, be too complicated. And then we bring it back into where, you know, the beat can be fast, the beat can be slow, but the beat is always gonna be steady. And we do a lot of work saying all right is this steady beat or is this something different is this steady or unsteady is this beat or is this something completely different and we do a lot of working with that and honestly that kind of usually takes us to the end of the school year and i know that you know there are probably some of you just saying whoa bryson you're spending way too much time on steady beat but my, my my professional opinion is especially with the kids that i serve currently i would much rather them come into first grade and have a really solid understanding of Steady Beat, then me, pushing in and saying all right this is ta and tt in kindergarten and then having them come into first grade and everyone's kind of in different places and there are still people who aren't quite understanding steady b we have some people that are obviously probably doing fine with ta and tt but everyone's kind of you know that foundation isn't there i would much much rather have an incredibly firm foundation than for me to push ahead a little bit and not have everyone come along with us so, I could definitely talk about steady beat and my favorite ways to do steady beat for ages, because, like I said, I love teaching steady beat. Um, but if you want to learn a little bit more about my favorite games, chants, activities, and songs for steady beat, uh, go ahead and download my free Steady Beat Survival Guide. It has a lot of my favorite songs and chants, including the games and different concepts they could be used for um, in, in like an ebook format. So, to download that free guide, you head over to thatmusicteacher.com slash steady beat. I will also include that link in the show notes wherever you're listening now so you can download that free guide. Um, but if you have any other questions about steady beat, or if you'd like to like chat me or off, I would love for you to, um, reach out to me, uh, send me an Instagram message. Um, even if you're like, Hey, I disagree with you. Let's talk about that. I want to have some more conversation and I would love to continue this conversation off of the podcast. With that being said, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and I will talk to you next time.